Good evening and welcome back to our weekly question and answer series for Nash.org. Question. My children like to eat warm eggs at the Shabbos day suda. They usually put raw eggs into the chuland while it's cooking in the crock pot. Last week they remembered only after Lichbenschen. According to the timing, my husband realized it was after Shkia. What happens to the chuland and to the eggs? Will we be able to eat it or not? So we have to divide this, the cholent and the egg. The cholent, which was regularly cooked before Shabbos, it is not a problem to eat in Shabbos because although you put in something, even if you put in something in Shabbos, which is cooked on Shabbos, and that will be also to eat, it is only a problem with the thing which you cooked. But the cholent has no problem, and the bleas becomes bottle with, with the kosher cholent. So, for instance, a person puts in something in, um, in the cholent, Shabbos, bamaizet which is also to eat that food which you put in in the in the in the cholent because you cooked it on Shabbos. Now that's for sure the item which you put in the cholent on Shabbos is also to eat. But the cholent itself does not get uh, osir and the bleas which comes out from the, uh, the the item which you cooked gets bottled in the cholent. So the cholent you could eat. There's a dik of the Alter Rebbe, she eat ches, I don't want to go into the land, that basically it becomes bottled with the cholent. So the cholent is not a problem. Now, the problem, let, let's think about now regarding the egg. They put in the egg um, in the cholent, and it's after the shkir. That means it's ben ashmoshas. Now, the Mishnah Brira brings down a Simarai Samachal of Sifkut Nabuv from the Primagudam that even if a person does an Iser and cooks something only by Benashmoshes, it is also to, for him to have Nahana and to eat it on Shabbos. And I feel if he did it Beshoigik. So, regarding your question, if they put in the eggs in Benash Moshes, according to Primugudam, it is also to eat. Because you made a malacha by Benash Moshes, which is Sufuk Laila, that means maybe it's already night and it is cooked on Shabbos. So therefore, um, according to Primugudam, it's also to eat even Beshoigik. But the Bir Alucha, over there in Simbarai Samach Aleph, Divera Maslav Ahmad Likin, he paskins that by the Evet, if a person put in something in Benashmoshes, you could be Michael and eat it by the Evet. And uh, he connects it to the Mugnavrum and Simashin Chuv Gimel, Sikud Aleph, if a person toiveled Nukailam, he is permitted to use it on Shabbos. So therefore, the Mishnabiri Paskins, Lalocha, that by the Evet, you could use it and eat it on Shabbos, 
since it was only done by Ben Hashmoshes. And this is also which it's Paskin in Shalos Hashiva Zayis Ranon, Chaylik Baisim and High. Over there, the story was they used to bring the Cholon, they used to bring to uh, the bakery, the baker. He had a big oven, and everybody brought the Cholon to the baker. And Shabbos in the morning, used to take everybody used to take their Cholon from the baker. Now a person brought his Cholon afternoon. And the person which is in charge of putting in the chola into the oven got uh, busy and he put in some chola and he put in banish uh, moshes into the oven. Now the question over there was if you are to go around and tell for the people that their chola was put in in the oven banish moshes and they should need it. And he passes that no, it's permitted to eat because he says the whole knas, not to eat the thing which was cooked on Shabbos, is only midrabonon. And since Benesh Moshe's is a sufak, sufak laila, so now it comes out, it's a sufak dirabonon. So it's mistaber and ipaskans that you could be Michael like all other sufak dirabonon. So to answer your question, but the evet, the eggs itself could also be eaten on Shabbos. The cholam, there's no question it could be eaten on Shabbos. But even the eggs, you could be lenient and eat it on Shabbos. Question. Brushing hair on Shabbos I know is an issue. So I always use a Shabbos brush which is very soft and it doesn't tear out any hair because if it tears out hair, it's a problem of goizes. Someone mentioned that the same applies to human hair, sheitlach, and not to um, um, synthetic shaitlach. Is there any truth to it? The answer is, if you talk about goises, um, no, there isn't goises by any shaitlach, not on a synthetic and not on a human hair shaitlach, because goises is only hair which comes out from the from the skin, from the skull. Even though that it's not a, alive, let's say from an animal, you take um, you take off hair from an animal which is dead, that's goises, because you took off hair from a skin which was created over there, it was Bashafon over there. So that's goises. So in a shaitl synthetic or uh, or human it makes no difference there is no such thing as goises since it is not it didn't grow there it was made there so there's no difference between synthetic hair shaitl or human hair shaitl but there is a problem of koiraya so um, and that's also babot shaitl so there's no difference between human hair and synthetic shaitl if it's uh, goises there isn't, and karaya there is by both. So therefore, if you have a brush which is made from soft hair, and it doesn't tear out hair from the shaitl, both will be, will be uh, permitted. And also you have to have a brush which is special for Shabbos, mi'ich Shabbos. 
as it's stated in the, in the Shechan Aruch. So, to answer your question, there is no difference between human hair shaitl or synthetic shaitl regarding Shabbos. Both of them, there isn't a problem of goises, and both of them, if you use a very stiff brush, you will have a problem of koireya. Just to note that Ketres HaShelchen of Simakif Mem Gimel, Sif Kutnevov, writes that any shaitl that it is um, not pr- prepared to use, you cannot use it the way it is, and only if you're going to brush it, it will be a rua to wear it, you have another problem of Tik Muna. So, going back to the question, there isn't goises by any shaitl. And there is a problem of kareya babo shaitlach. And the same will be also tikemona if it's a shaitl which you cannot use only if you're going to brush it. So um, there's a problem of tikemona. But to say that by human hair there's a set of goises, there aren't such a thing. Question. My kid like to do magic tricks. Are there any issue with that? Um, in today's Rambam, the Rambam writes, there's a problem of What does that mean? Also, what about a magic show? Is there any issue for ye to do such a show? Or watch such a show? Uh, this is a question which, which is um, considered in the Poiskim in Lent. And I wrote the whole article in Koivetz Adisrul, issue number 36, page 141 in Lent. And the Nikita Sadvurim is that if a person tells for the people they should know, has nothing to do with some kind of energy or spiritual koiches uh, which a person has, it is only a trick which a person does by moving his hands very fast and people will not recognize what he does but there's no any koiches, alimos or kishof then there isn't a problem especially if one of the shows he shows how he does it and explains how he does it that people should recognize so there for sure there isn't a problem of doing a magic show and this is also what the close Magaruf, Zechroin de Lavrucha, in his Shivas, Diver Yatsif, Chaylig Yeridaya, Siman Nizain, writes that the Isser is only when he does something through Koiches, spiritual Koiches, higher energy, then he has a problem of Koiches And this is what the Ramam says. And the Chinuch says that there's a problem of Oyches because people will start thinking that there is some kind of energy in Koyches which doesn't come from the Rabboni Shloylam. So therefore, it's easy to do. But if a person tells for the people or he shows them that has nothing to do with spiritual Koyches and it is only he uses his hands very fast and therefore it looks like he does some magic but it's not any magic it isn't any problem 
And this is also in Shivas Van Hugis, Chalik Aleph Semetufni in High Rights, and uh, in Shal Shivas Betzayla Chochma, Chalik Dala Tzimiyid Gimel, also writes like that. And he says the Ramam, which the Ramam says the Oiches is Anayim, he means hypnosis. Now, when you do hypnosis, so you do some kind of energy that you put in that person in some kind of um, matzav that he thinks that you do something uh, supernatural and that it is a problem so he pastens to hypnotize a person that is a problem but when you're doing something a magic show which you don't hypnotize him at all you're only using your hands on a way which is very fast and people do not recognize what you do but if you would have done it slowly people will see that nothing major over here then there's no problem of doing it so going, going, getting back to your question there isn't a problem to doing magic making a magic show but you have to tell them it is not any superhuman energy koiches, and it's only because he he pushes and he, he uses his hands very fast so people think it's an illusion that he does something and if especially if he shows at least one show how he does it according to most of the poiskam there isn't any problem and this is how we paskam that there isn't any problem question are you allowed to borrow money from a home pushka? Lamashli, if you need a dollar for a delivery tip, could you borrow it from the pushka? Now, in Shekhanorach, Yeridai Simari, Raishni in Tess, Sif Aleph, Hilchis Tzedukah, Shekhanorach says, if a person says, this dollar is for Tzedukah, or if a person says, I'm going to give a dollar for Tzedukah, and he took it already, and he divided it, he put it away for tzedakah. If, as long as it didn't get to the hands of the Gabi tzedakah, he could still change it. That means he could borrow it for himself or someone else and give another dollar instead. When it came already to the hand of the Gabi, you cannot borrow it. And not for yourself, not for someone else. But if there is a Hanoah, for the poor people if the, the Gabai does business with it or he keeps it or, or he lends it for other people so if the, there's a gain for the Aniyam then there is no problem that the Gaba should lend it out this money now according to your question when you're coming back to your question in the Pushka somebody gave for the Pushka money if he could take for, um, for a tip or something else now, in the previous sheet, we mentioned if a person has a pishka in his home, if he puts in money over there, it's already as if it came to the hand of the Gabai or the Moisad or not. And we mentioned this Machrogs of the Shach, which holds that once you put it in the pishka which belongs for someone else, for a Moisad, it is as if the Moisad got it. Then the Nesiv Samishmet. Um, disagrees with the shach and holds no. Even if it's the, mo- the, the pishke belongs for a moiset, since the, the pishke is in your house, it is still considered yours 
and it's not considered as it came to the hand of the Gabbai. So when it comes to your question, first of all, according to the Nesivas, there's no problem that you should borrow money from the Pushka because it's not as if it came already Liyad HaGabai. According to the Shach, it will be a problem. But in this case, we could go a step further and, um, and even the Shach will be agreed that you could borrow from their money. But you have to make sure to make a cheshm and put in a note that you borrowed a, mo- a dollar or two or as, as much as you want because you shouldn't come to jipping uh, the pishka. That means if you take out any money, you have to write a note into the pishka that you took from here a dollar bill or five dollars or whatever it should be. And it's kedai that you should make a tenai that whenever you put money in the pishka, you could still borrow it if you want. And if you make such a tenai, it will help. And this is what the Pesachiva writes over there on the Shechanorach, which says that if it came to the hand of the Gabbai, you cannot borrow it. The Pesachiva, Sifku and Allah, the rights, Bezmanaini, in our time, we are lenient, since it is as if the Bezn makes it nigh that as long as it didn't come to the Moist, actual to the Moist, we could still um, borrow it. So therefore, even according to the Shach, if we make it nigh that we could still borrow the money from the Pishka, it is okay. This is the Pesach Shiva says. The Pesach Shiva says that it is as if the Bezn made such a knife for all Kalei's rule. But the Poiskim write, it's Kedai that the person himself should say once that whatever he puts in the Pishka, it, he, he, he puts it and he is Masna that he wants to be able to um, borrow it. Now the Poiskim say there is another thing which you should do, that whenever you borrow some money when you, you return the money, you pay it back, add on something for the Pishka, for Tzedakah. So therefore, it is as if, like the Shekhanurach says, that if there is a Hanor for the poor people, that when it stays by the Gabba Tzedakah, if he lends it out because he could get um, interest, etc., so he could lend it out. So if a person borrows a dollar and he puts back, let's say, a dollar and a quarter or a dollar and a nickel, so there is a gain for the Moiset, for the Oni, there is a gain for the Oni when you borrow the money. So therefore, according to Machabat, there's no problem. So to answer your question, if a person borrows, wants to borrow money from the Pishka, he could borrow it, and he should put in a note that um, um, I lent from the Pishka a dollar or two, and when he gives it back, it is Kedai to add on a drop a little bit, so then there's a Hanor for the, for the Moiset when you lend money from the Pishka, and that will be Lacharadai's Mutter. Question At what age, development stage, is it appropriate to start saying a bracha with a child with Shememalchis? Is there a specific age or whenever he could say a bracha? Now the Tashbiz, the Chivas Tashbiz, writes that the age for being a child for bruchas is when he knows what we are saying, to whom we are saying, that he knows that we are saying a bracha and we are thanking the Bonish Loilam 
that's the age when you should start saying for a child brachas. And the Mishnaburir, a similar Rashamach Tesif, could all of rights, when is the, what is it in the age? age? At the age, at the age when he is uh, six years old. So this is the Chivas attachment. And this is also with the Tas writes a similar to Rash by High Sifkud Bais, and Shal Shivas by Sihido or Rechaim Simachov Bais, that um, when a child is knows already for whom we are making a bracha, then you could start making a bracha. But we see other poets which write that the time could be much earlier. And we see in the Sod Vashurish Wavoida, Shar Zion. He writes, It is proper for a person to be a his children, that when he starts davening, when he starts uh, speaking, when he can start talking already, he should start saying brochas. And this is also what we see from Shal Shiva Saluchas Ketanas, Chaylik Aleph, Simarash Nivuf. He has over there a Shaila, a person has a Sufak and a Brucha. And he, he, he doesn't know <coughs> what to do. <coughs> so he says, you should take a child, which is uh, not a very smart, and not a, you know, not a tipish, a child which starts to speak already, and you should say with him a bracha word by word. And... By this, you are machanach the child to saying a bracha, and you are also yoytz the bracha. This is what his solution he gives when you have a sufik bruchas. So we see at least that you could be machanach a child to say a bracha from when he could start speaking. It's interesting to note that also in Shal Shivas Divrachaim, Rachaim Chaylik Bais Simantes, over there he has a sufik. Somebody asked a question from the Tzanzeruf, if he could teach his children to make a bracha, because maybe they are not clean, because a child cannot clean himself after going out in the toilet, so maybe we cannot uh, say a bracha with them. And the Tzanzeruf says, you could make a bracha, because they are not machiev in chinach of Givnuki, but you could be a machanach, a child to say umayn. So we see also from the Tzanzeruf that it is even a child which is very small, he only started speaking, you could teach him to say a bracha, and that's with also with Shemim Alches. Agav, it's kedai to look, in Mesgeres HaShelchen, of Ketzeh Shechanur, he has a very nice hagu over there, which he answers the questions which the Lechem upon him, as Aleph, asks on the Tzanzeruf, and he um, answers all the questions, and he finishes, that's the minig in all, all in all over to be machanach children at least from three years old to say So we see that you could say and be machanach a child even when he's less than six years old when he starts speaking or at least when he's three to say a brucha. There is also a letter from the Rebbe which I remember hearing or seeing, but I didn't find it, that the Rebbe writes that uh, somebody asked the Rebbe if he could uh, start uh, sending Naira Shabbos, Shabbos Licht with a child when he's 
when she's under three, and the rabbi says yes, if she's clean already, she knows how to to she's, she doesn't have a pamper anymore. She's clean. You could start sending uh, the Shabbos candles and make a bracha. So also we see that the rabbi writes that you could be mechanach a child from when you could start to daven and say words and talking with saying brachas. Okay, thank you for joining us and please join us again next week and send in your questions to inbox at anash.org. Good night and have a wonderful week.